3: It's December 18th, 2023. I am at Joel Pearl, and it's time to get in the weeds. Hello, Joel Pearl. Hi. Joel Pearl,
4: what's wrong?
3: Hi, Hi, Katsiora Shalambert.
4: Hello, Joel Pearl.
3: Hi, how are you?
4: Joel Pearl, what's wrong?
3: (laughs) Where do you want to start? Are you going to be my therapist today? Because I might need one.
4: Hello, Joel Pearl
3: hi do we have anything to add this took forever during the last gimmick jeremy all right for those who don't know jeremy was doing this during the uh the holiday stream over on youtube.com slash last night that was the bit it was a good bit we talked about doing that bit on this show so there you go if you watched this show you knew that this bit was coming the the katsiora Shalambert gimmick <laughs>
4: Hello, Joel Pearl.
3: Hello, Jeremy Lambert. How are you? Joel oh, Pearl, what's wrong? Uh, I'll, I'll, because we always do this. By the way, I'd leave a thumbs up on the video and subscribe to us here at Fightful Over We're trying to get to fifteen thousand subscribers. We are so close. We're about a hundred away. Tell your friends. Make a new account. I don't care how you do it. Get the bots after us. Just go and inflate the numbers to the point where it makes sense. Okay. Um, I'm good. Let, let's just let's plug it right now 11 o'clock we have a very special guest joining us from tna wrestling it's a surprise we're gonna we're gonna break a little news with them have a little fun with it so hoping you'll uh, tell all your friends to come and join us that's gonna be at 11 a.m eastern so in about 50 minutes uh, about just under an hour from now we're looking forward to that and uh yeah my morning has been just a giant a giant show i I had to take my kid to daycare, which is something that I don't normally do on a Monday morning, but my my wife is under the weather, so I did it. And we faced massive delays on transit, which made everything just hell. So I got back to my office with about five minutes to go, had to restart my computer, which always takes a good hour, and here we are. Uh, Jeremy Lambert, how are you?
4: I'm well. Uh, we've we've got... Uh... Got a big show, a tremendous show, one of our best shows ever. We do we have a huge announcement, a very important announcement, uh, just a big announcement? What, what's what's the the scale of announcements? I thought I was doing the, the J-Uso the there. Yeah, what's the sure. scale of announcements that we have here going on, Joel?
3: Let's call it a, a, Addresses the Audience.
4: Okay. All right. We're addressing the audience. I'm going to, I'm going to set addressing ex- the Wheaties.
3: Yes. I'm going to set expectations. This is, it's good news. It's fun news. We're, we're going to do something that is, uh, you know, that, that's, a, that nobody has heard yet. It is going to be exclusive. Um, don't expect us to be, you know, announcing that TNA has been sold to somebody or anything. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> We're we're gonna have a really fun conversation with somebody who's gonna join us at eleven o'clock, and uh, and we're gonna talk to them about about what's going on in TNA and what's coming up at Hard to Kill.
4: I think that uh, I think that addresses the audience is good. We don't want to set expectations too too high.
3: Yeah, exactly. We, we already set our own expectations so high on this video that we ask people for super chats. And when we get those super chats, we're like, I don't know what y'all are thinking, but we appreciate it. Any amount, by the way, get your question statement right on the air. We always, appre- we always appreciate that. chi Spurs says they'll pay $20 if you stop doing the bit.
4: I mean, I'll take the, the $20. That's fine. That was such a good bit last night. By the way, three years running, everybody. Three years. I've never spoken a single word on the holiday stream you got to give me some credit
3: we didn't do a holiday stream last year though
4: we did it i was very disappointed by that very disappointed that we didn't do a holiday stream last year we will be doing by the way i don't know when um i don't know when but we will be doing our annual it's pretty annual at this point we've done it last two years uh end of year stream on overbooked kind of the same way we do it with uh the main fightful channel, all the super chats and stuff, gets donated to the the staff of Overbooked. Everybody but me. I'll throw Joel in there. Joel will actually get money off of this. Everybody but me, because I, you know, I'm I'm good. Um, but but Joel doesn't get paid enough for all the work he does on Overbooked. Much like Sean, where it's everybody but him with the Fightful holiday stream. It's everybody but me with the Overbooked uh, year end stream. We'll be doing that between Christmas and New Year's Day. I don't know when but one of these days
3: next year I think the holiday stream should be you using chat GPT to just formulate all your answers
4: no here's here's my idea for next year this is a year in advance exclusive let's go everybody I'm gonna take like wrestler and play them so I don't it's gonna be a little difficult because like I don't always know the questions that are going to be asked, but a lot of them are very formulated of like, Hey, what was your favorite promotion? Who was your favorite wrestler to watch? Like a lot of people ask us like year end kind of stuff. So I'm going to take drops from like wrestlers and, and go, go with that. The The one where I pull a 20 minute Tony Khan answer is going to be the best one. Cause get, we're get ready for that.
3: one. We're going to end the stream early just for that one. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't try to pull the plug on you last night earlier.
4: I would have typed so much more. You guys were so quick with your plugs though that I could only type but but so much in that time. So I typed the entire time that you guys were like doing your rundown of like, hey, follow me here. But then you guys were done. I was like, oh, okay, I guess I got to be done with it. Uh, I was very proud of, yeah, the last one where I did the full Tony Khan speech on there. So
3: if nothing else, we are word economists on this channel. We, <laughs> we only use the words we need. We never repeat anything. We always make our points very succinct, and it makes this show just
4: perfect. Oh, perfect! It makes the show uh, available. It makes the it makes the show uh, here present. present. It makes the show present.
3: Do you want to add another word because we're in our word economy phase.
4: Makes this show great, tremendous. Those are the only two words that I know. If you took a shot every time that word, that man said "great" when speaking about anything, you would be in the hospital for the rest of your life.
3: Yeah, it'd be pretty quick. Chinatown Spurs did send a super chat. Three Thanks, years is impressive, to be honest. Yes, it's very impressive. Jeremy is a. Jeremy is a. I, I can't put him over, so I'm not going to. Jeremy <laughs> is is he's good at this don't let him know that i said that okay never ever anyway uh,
4: I'm, I'm okay i'm good at bits I, I i commit to them if nothing else i will commit to it
3: that's true let's uh let's commit to some conversation here before we do our thing at uh, 11 o'clock where do we want to start you you watched ring of honor um you watched final battle i know you enjoyed the show was it too long? Do you?
4: do you know I enjoyed the show?
3: Oh, the lack of tweeting usually means that it was a good
4: show. <laughs> the lack of tweeting means I'm busy. Busy. That's everybody. right. That's what the, la- I rarely tweet during wrestling shows. I, I do a couple of like jokes and stuff, but I don't tweet during wrestling shows because I'm usually very busy during them. I did enjoy the show. Mind you, I did, but you didn't know that Joel, you're just making assumptions based on I don't I don't know why you make assumptions. You know I don't like wrestling. So why would you think that I I enjoyed the show? It was a good show though. I loved the uh, Athena and Billy Starks. We talked about uh who should win that and we both I think kind of mentioned that if Athena wins, where does she go? If Billy wins, where does she go? It seemed like it might be too early for Billy. And that's I guess what they've decided. It was too early for Billy. Now we've got this ROH Women's TV title. Is that going to be a consolation prize? Is like, wh- how are they going to do? By the way, I think people are be being very dumb of how they're reacting to this. Of the too many titles, things there ain't too many women's titles in ROH. It's the second one. What do we say on this show a week ago, Joel? We need a main, a main for the men's, a secondary for the men's. A tag team title a main for the women a secondary for the women and if they pr- can prove they can book a women's tag team division do that as well that's it the problem ain't there's too many titles in in ROH right now because they're introducing this women's tv title problem is there's too many men's titles in ROH I don't need these six-man titles I don't need a peer and a tv title I don't need all these titles we, we got a world champion that's not a world champion right now in ROH like there's too many men's titles in ROH. The women's division in ROH is good. And they actually get multiple matches on the show. There's multiple matches at, at Final Battle for the women. It's good. They I think they do they should have a TV title. Prove you can book it correctly, but it should be there. Too many men's titles. Get rid of them. Men are overrated.
3: Wow. I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what? I don't know why I said wow, but it's true. I can't even I can't even refute that. Um, my general feeling is too many titles in that there are just across Ring of Honor and, and AEW. There are too many titles because they do cross over a lot. Again, I would say condense a few. The six man ROH tag titles can easily fold into the trios titles. If you're going to keep a trios division, just have them float between AEW and Ring of Honor. I would have, if you're doing a women's television champion again, why not have the TBS title float between Ring of Honor and collision? They, they tape on the same days. You have the roster depth between the two, there's there's room for it, but you just have to there, there's just there's a lot. There's just a lot. And a television, a women's television championship on paper, it makes sense given the depth, uh, but it doesn't make sense given the amount of titles already in play between Ring of Honor and all elite wrestling. That's where my brain is. I don't know if you agree or if you disagree, or if you see kind of where I'm coming from.
4: I I see where you're coming from. I've always said that you got to, I like the separation more. I understand the floating. I prefer the separation. So I'm not the biggest fan of like the trios champions floating between brands. It's the, the, the the TBS champion floating between brands. The depth and stuff is there on, on both sides. I think trios makes a little bit of sense. If you want to, if you want to float them, um the 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 secondary women's title i think you can do it in in roh and in aew i think you can um you know the the talent is there the depth is there you just got to commit to it that's the biggest problem with all of this is they they do they do these titles but then they don't commit to any of it she's like ah here's some titles for the sake of titles you had these trios titles and AEW and it was good for a while. And then you took the acclaimed off television for uh, two months and then they're back. And then they were attacked by the devil. They're going after him, but they've also got to defend these titles after top flight and action and Ready. I don't know what trios champions are going to have over here or what trios you, you have because you haven't done a ton of trios matches. So the problem isn't, The problem is too many titles. The problem is also too many titles that you have no plan for, no commitment to. That's the problem.
3: Yeah. And again, like I see some pushback about the TBS title. I agree. They've done a really good job lately of making the TBS title more of a um, establishing stars title. It's become a mid card women's title, which is great. I think the TBS title would be a great stepping stone to the AEW World women's championship. If you're playing it that way. Uh, Now the, you've got to make the, women's television championship in ring of honor become the stepping stone to athena and the women's championship in ring of honor as well it is about how you book it it is about how you put it together at first i was like we don't need this the more i think about it it's like you could make this work but you have to make sure that the other titles you have are either going to be taken care of booked properly or just turfed which again i would do that that's where i'm at the TV title putting the TV title on Kyle Fletcher for example I think that's I think that's good for Ring of Honor because now you'll have Kyle Fletcher on TV on Ring of Honor I think we're back to square one because Kyle Fletcher is still a member of the Don Callis family at least as of right now and it's just going to put him back on TV, holding that Ring of Honor t- TV title and possibly making him defend it there instead of on Ring of Honor television which is where it should be in my opinion.
4: As long as Kyle Fletcher wrestles, I'm cool with that. I don't want him standing behind Don Callis, just holding this title. Do I think he should be on ROH television wrestling? Yes. I don't need him defending the ROH TV title on AEW television. I don't like that. I don't like when the ROH champions are defending. I like the separation. That's what makes Athena special in ROH. Again, we can have a debate about whether she deserves being AEW. Yes. The answer is yes. But, what is the reason people watch ROH for? It's Athena. Why? Because you can't see her in AEW. Make the same thing with the rest of these titles, and then ROH will, will feel like something. But Final Battle was a very good show. the The six man the the tribute to Jay Briscoe match was was fantastic. I it was a fight without honor originally, but I think they just wanted Mark Briscoe to like curse and be like fuck this we're doing we're honoring my brother we're just gonna fight so i i like that um the the six ma- the the survival of the fittest match was really good especially the the kyle fletcher and um commander finish like the when it got to one-on-one against them that was really good stuff really really good maybe a little all right do we need to kick out of everything type of uh type of match like I get the complaints on there, but and they sold me on a lot of those near falls. Both those guys are so good. Kyle Fletcher has a, a big time star presence, and he should I look forward to his TV title run. Hopefully, the majority of it takes place on ROH TV. I would like to see that. Um, what else was on this show? Eddie Kingston and Anthony Henry is a late addition. It was, it was a fun match. Vakingo and Black Tarus
3: was oh, really so fun.
4: Good. So much yeah. fun. Yeah, that that you knew that was gonna be good because we've seen a, a hundred Vikingo and Gringo Loco matches and the like very similar styles. Black Terusa and Gringo Loco are are there to just like do cool shit with uh Vikingo. So that was a lot of fun. Um it's a good show overall. Really good show. Looking forward to whatever they have to to follow. Like I don't know what ROH is until we get the champion. When when we get the champion settled at World's End, then we'll hopefully have an idea of what ROH is going into, um, going into twenty twenty four. Yeah, Shane Taylor and Keith Lee. That match was a little tough because it it followed the Fletcher and Commander sequence, and then it was like, oh, like now we got Shane. That was a good match. I'm gonna be honest with people, not super invested in Keith Lee.
3: Wow, just yeah welcome to the just, party pal let me let me tell not you super invested let me let me tell you real quick this is this was kind of my one thing about about the ring of honor show being as long as it was this was one thing that i would have been like you can cut five minutes from this it was about a 15 minute match this was a hoss fight it was two big dudes going at it are you drinking dr pepper this morning shoot coke oh good stuff anyway anyway um yeah the, the, you could have cut five minutes off of that made it a hoss fight beat each other up you know Big power moves, slap each other's spot, and then go through the barricade or whatever. Just a big man spot and then go to the finish. And that would have been probably just as much fun instead of some of the stuff that they decided to pull out for those extra minutes on a match like this. They're big dudes. They're athletic dudes. We get it. But also, they're allowed to be big dudes who are just doing big dude spots on a show that's full of a lot of flips. And a lot of like craziness. This could have been that meat match, but uh, they they went a different way. And again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault the artist, but I agree with you that Keith Lee isn't really doing much for me. And now he's calling out Swerve, and this is something else that's really bugging me. You basically just told me Swerve's not winning the, the anything going into World's End, and that he's out, and that the match is Keith Lee versus Swerve at World's End. You you haven't officially told me, but like the way you're playing this, it certainly feels that way. Unless they're gonna wait and do it at holiday bash next week or they're going to do it at the block like, final whatever it is they can't do the block final because they're hoping that swerve would be in the block final. yeah it's just yeah it's it's a very weird way to do it and if anyone i swear to god if anyone tells me that this is long-term storytelling i will smack you in the face the same long-term <laughs> storytelling this is coming around to someone who's been begging for this match to happen and it wasn't me begging by the way but uh, it's happening
4: it's a weird thing because I know people wanted the Keith Lee and Swerve match. I was one of them. I was like, why aren't you uh, Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you capitalizing on this? It feels like the moment is passed and it feels like Swerve has outgrown this whole thing. And now you are just being like, okay, yeah, let's actually do this match that we should have done a year ago. It's like, eh. Swerve is kind of past this and and Keith Lee ain't done anything in this last year.
3: And that's what I'm saying. If you do this match, I just, I honestly, I just hope Swerve just kind of beats the shit out of Keith Lee and like makes him a, just another guy. And that's not a shot of Keith Lee as much as it is just a, what Jeremy, what you're saying is like swerve is on a different level swerve has elevated his game swerve has become a main event player swerve has done so much more than keith lee has in the time that we've taken to get back to whatever this match is supposed to be there's no rivalry renewal because both men are on very different tracks if anything swerve should just beat up keith lee and be like we're done here and then walk away and let that be it
4: yeah yeah keith lee shut first saying keith lee and brian cage is gonna hump and then y'all feel it I mean, Keith Lee has good matches, but that's not going to make me feel any different about him against Swerve. Him and Swerve is going to be a great match. I just think Swerve has moved past Keith Lee. Like Keith Lee just, he had been on television basically all year. He was doing the team with Dustin he lost to Samoa Joe to the point where Samoa Joe was like, nobody of these, none of these guys are worth anything. I'm going to vacate this title. And then he's won some or like it didn't win or which matches. He just, he just beat Shane Taylor just finished off the, the Shane Taylor feud, which was fine. But like, I, I'm not, I'm not into Keith Lee. I don't think this does anything for swerve. If he beats Keith Lee, it's a nice bow on a feud That should have been put a bow on a year ago. And again, Swerve is past that. If Swerve was doing nothing, they'd be like, all right, cool. Let's come around to that. Swerve just beat Hangman Page in a Texas death match. Swerve is having these great matches against Moxley and, and Jay White in, in the Continental Classic. Like Swerve is way past feuding with a dude who can barely get on television this year.
3: Yep. I have nothing. I have nothing else to add to that. It's just, it's just there.
4: It's Keith Lee just, lost to Chris Jericho earlier this year. Remember that?
3: Yeah. Remember how Chris Jericho elevates everyone he works with, though.
4: <laughs> oh man, best wishes to Kenny Omega. By the yes. way, I know we were we were like talking about Kenny last week, and I think I even said that like in wrestled a whole lot of singles matches. This year like I didn't know what was up with with Kenny he wasn't into the segment Clearly had other things on his mind I I will say for the people who are like Oh everybody's being too harsh on Kenny Omega Everybody's being too harsh He went out there on television to perform All right, like he, He went out there we can only judge What we know what we see On television I think a lot Of guys go out there with different stuff On their mind and we don't we're not Privy to any of This kind of stuff we're not once it comes out in, in After fact, it's very easy to be like, oh, sorry, 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 and apologize for all of that. I'm going to equate this to, to sports and everything. When a guy goes out there and he's playing on a bum ankle and he has a bad game and everything, it's like, oh, well, he, he didn't play well. Maybe something's up with him. And then he comes out and he has a bum ankle. Okay, he went out there. He still tried to play. It wasn't great. He had a bad game. Kenny went out there. He tried to go through it. Clearly had other things on his mind. It wasn't good. He wasn't great in the segment. A lot of people weren't great in that segment. Bad segment. Clearly, Kenny had other stuff on his mind. Probably shouldn't have been out there. I think that's the, the biggest thing is like if you know something's up, if you know a guy has a bum ankle, if you know a guy is going through stuff, maybe don't put him out there on there. Yeah, Sometimes you got to save these people from themselves. Best wishes to Kenny Omega, though, because – uh yeah, you know, he's it's reported diverticulitis. Who knows when he's going to be back? Um, you know, hopefully he's back. Hopefully he's just healthy. I Um, whenever Kenny's healthy, that's all that's all I care about when it comes to wrestling. Not whenever he he's back. Hopefully he's back. Hopefully he's back healthy. Hopefully he's back healthy for life, not wrestling. Hopefully he's back healthy for life.
3: Yeah, it, it's I, I echo the best wishes to Kenny Omega. That's um that's tough, man. Diverticulitis is it, it's the type of illness that is different for everybody uh, the way that that it affects you. So the hope is that it's not, it doesn't kick him out for too long, but also I really, 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 really hope that Kenny spends as much time as possible as needed to get back to hundred percent, because I'm not going to say he rushed back from the last injury, but you know, this is something that uh Kenny is, is nothing but passionate for wrestling. And I give him that every single time he loves what he does. He came out, he was sick on, you know, on Wednesday when he did that promo and we talked about it at length and so did many others, but he still came out and he still did it regardless of how he was feeling because, you know, he loves wrestling. He loves the business and he wants to be a team player. So I'll give him that completely Uh, again. And I'll, like Jeremy said, we can only do what we know and say what we know about, but uh, yeah, it just, it it sucks. And we hope that he gets well soon. And I guess now shifting gears is what's going to happen to that story with Jericho and uh Stark B- Billy Starks, big Billy Starks. let's get to that in a second, but first, I just want to hit a couple super chats. Chad Townspur says, I don't necessarily agree with Joel that Kyle Fletcher winning the TV title uh, would be bad necessarily. I'm just paraphrasing just to catch people up, uh, and he says it reminds him of Dom from with the North American title, but still being on raw and that's a good point. I don't disagree. Dominic brought up the North American title uh, as an NXT title as an important NXT title up to raw to get people thinking about NXT. Fletcher could do the same with the Ring of Honor TV title, but at the same time, Ring of Honor isn't outwardly described as a developmental territory for AEW. If it was, I would be fine with that. But as it stands right now, they kind of try to keep ROH on like this almost a half step down without telling you it's a half step down. It's There's no definition of what Ring of Honor they, is compared to our AEW.
4: They've also tried this. Samoa Joe had the TV title for a year on ROH television the tag team champions one half is literally the world champion in ROH you wouldn't know it but it is like they've also tried hey here's the ROH titles on AEW Eddie Kingston was defending the ROH title on AEW TV Claudio Jericho they they've done this like it's not it's not like a a new revelation that hey the R one and ROH champion is going to be on AEW TV. They've done this basically since the inception of ROH. Remember
3: when Jericho was world champion? Yeah, I said that. Yeah, it's a great, great. Time. It was to
4: get a TV deal. Yeah, it's great. Allegedly,
3: <laughs> allegedly. Uh, and Dwayne Pierre said in the super chat saying, "Only Ring of Honor champs float. If you want to work with non-titled workers, you have to go to ROH." <sighs> it's a point.
4: Yeah, I don't, I don't like, I don't like the floating stuff. So here's like my vision for ROH. And I I get that, like, who am I? That's a Keith Lee, uh, Keith Lee theme. Uh, Like my vision for ROH is kind of what we saw at, at Final Battle almost of just, I need, I just need the separation there. And I need guys like Brian Keith I need guys like Jack Cartwheel, guys like Titus Alexander, these top independent names. I need them established in ROH. I understand people want them on AEW TV. Brian Keith had some great performances this past weekend. I understand like wanting him on AEW television. I also think there's a lot of value to him just being a guy in ROH, being a top guy in ROH. This is again where I want the separation stuff. And maybe you can't do it, but I. I keep pointing to the Athena stuff. Is everybody saying, oh, Athena is the best stuff on ROH TV? Yeah, because she ain't on AEW television doing nothing every single week. That's why she's so great on ROH because she's actually doing something that's established on ROH. Ethan Page and Tony Nese, why was that so great? Because it was a contained ROH feud. That's why it was great. And they actually gave it time, they did something with it. Take the people you're not using on AEW. And put them at ROH and give them something establishing to to work with. Take top independent guys, which is what ROH was built off of, and give them consistent roles on ROH television. What they're doing now is just like a lot of squash matches. Sometimes you do get a couple of feuds, and then, hey, let's throw the pay-per-view together two weeks beforehand and do some cool matches.
3: Yep. No, No notes. Moving back to Orlando. Let's go. No,
4: I mean I know people wanted that Claudio talk about how he wanted that. So I'm um, I don't disagree with that because it is very sad watching this is probably me nitpicking here. I love it. I didn't like the setup for ROH final battle because it was so like it was just the collision and dynamite set because they just ran the same arena three times. It felt so Upscaled for ROH And it, I felt weird about it And I know like they use the collision set all the time Anyway because they tape with collision But for the ROH pay-per-views usually They run that like scaled down Set because it's in a different arena And like oh this feels this feels Like an ROH show like it, it feels A lot more intimate there with, with the ROH pay-per-views I saw this big Set I was like ah, oh, this just feels like it's the AEW set for, for Final Battle I was like ah, eh, I don't know Maybe, maybe again. I realize that's nitpicking. I apologize, to people, for being that nitpicky.
3: I will, I will add to this, and then, and again, I, I don't really hate this nitpickiness because I like nitpicking sometimes. But uh, one thing that that NXT was doing when they were black and gold, when they were running concurrent show or not concurrent, when they were showing uh, doing a show the night before a major pay per view, their set would be emulated on the set for the major show that WWE was doing the next night, but it wasn't the same set. You know what I'm saying? So they would kind of tarp off pieces of that set and use a little bit of it and not the entirety of it. So what you could have done again, because, because we're on the topic and this is in the weeds is you could have covered that big top uh, video board and just had the two sides. And it would have been similar to what the last few ring of honor sets have looked like for pay-per-views. And that would have been fine. That would have been fun. But anyway, <sighs> What are we egging today? Are those tater tots? No. You got the wrong I think you got the mic going though.
2: It's the right mic, Joe. I oh, just
3: moved it out of the way.
4: Hello, Sean Rossat.
2: It's biscuit belly.
4: Biscuit belly. I'm
2: okay. very excited this opened up right after my match, and I don't have to eat like I've got any sense. I'm right now eating the bow nuts. I'm not sure why they call them B, but it's donut holes. Um, yeah. I'll review them. They're they're quite bready, lightly dusted with uh, I wouldn't say lightly dusted, but like the cinnamon sugar, and I've got the berry glaze to go over top of them. I'll
3: let you
4: know how that is. Food reviews with Sean Ross up here this morning.
3: i Feel like that's every time we do this. Yeah, Breakfast foods funny. only. Breakfast was um, yeah.
2: the berry glaze is quit pretty good. The standard is the bourbon icing. And listen, I get it. We're in Kentucky. You put bourbon on everything. But listen, that's a good way to get me to not get whatever it is that you're 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 shelling. Now their their whole gimmick is that they have very unhealthy sandwiches. So I got the <laughs> Rockwell biscuit.
3: Good lord.
4: That looks
2: and good, Joel, man. I got this without the sausage gravy. <laughs> we'll, we'll test it out.
3: Is that that's chicken, right? Chicken, egg, and cheese on a biscuit.
4: It's
2: damn good chicken, too.
3: Yeah. Uh, it looks good. Looks good.
2: That's fantastic it's... chicken.
3: You can hear that crunch from far away.
2: Listen, I uh, I have found one really great chicken in in Lexington, and that's uh, Ramsey's Diner, which is right next door to this place. But this one gives it a run for its money. I might call them and say, take the two biscuits, shove them up your ass, and just give me the chicken. That's my food review. Pretty solid. Haven't gotten to the cheese. Hold on. It's cheddar. Of course it's good. How can you screw up cheddar cheese?
4: So every time Sean comes on here, I'm just always very hungry. Always very hungry.
2: I like, listen, I had a lot of caffeine yesterday. My chest has been twitching a little bit. I'm a
4: little nervous to eat this. (laughs) Got to be real. This will die on us on this show.
3: (laughs) At least wait until you leave so you're not a liability. (laughs) Oh, God. I still have to
2: give Jeremy access to the off the record document in case I die.
4: Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll have all the, the, all the notes from, from Sean. I just be doing select scoops for the next decade.
2: Exactly. Based on that, that's my contingency (laughs) plan is that Fightful (laughs) survives and hopefully my wife gets a little bit of income uh, based on at least the residuals of that based on me just, you know, releasing Tupac level scoops uh, (laughs) afterwards. (laughs) I wrote this scoop in 94. That's what it's (laughs) going to be.
4: wrote the scoop a long time ago. A really long time ago.
2: Jeremy can just copy and paste it over. And it's something I've written in like 2021. It's (laughs) no longer even applicable or anything.
3: The Thunderdome (laughs) was a very popular.
2: (laughs) 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 Oh, I've still got Thunderdome scoops in there.
3: Oh, I love it. Let's go.
2: You know, at one point, That document had the uh, Kevin Dunn Trump flag thing.
4: Oh, I I didn't think I was
2: ever going to be able to run that story. And then finally, a person who took the actual picture hit me up and said, you know what? I'm okay with you releasing this.
3: My God. Feel me. You feel me? (laughs) That might be what a great little. sketch. What a
4: great sketch that was. Oh. I go back
3: to that one all the time. God, that's it's so good.
4: Yeah. It's so good. So good. A, a show ahead of its time, and then
3: something happens. <laughs> Way far behind of it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Something uh, happened. 20 minutes. We're gonna have a little TNA news. How about that? Let's go. Uh, where are we at? We were talking Ring of Honor. Let's, let's move on. You want to talk about Collision? Collision was a very, very fun show. I really enjoyed Collision this week. Uh, it's a great
4: show. Tremendous show. One of the best Collision episodes
3: yep, ever. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, start right. We'll start hot. You know, we saw Thunder Rosa come back. She saved Abaddon after they were getting beat down by Sky Blue, who aligned herself with Julia Hart, TBS champion. Uh, I I don't mind this pairing of Thunder Rosa and Abaddon. It's different. It's weird does somebody turn on the other or are we just going to be friends until we want to go after the title? This was good. What do you think of this?
4: I, I liked it. I liked the Thunder Rosa return. She's been doing a lot of media. They were in Texas. So it made a lot of sense. She said she wanted to come back the San Antonio episode in Texas. Well, she's getting her first match uh, back in the the San Antonio episode of Texas. So good. It's good to see Thunder Rosa back. Uh, you know, she's been out over a year. Like that's crazy. To me especially because people at the time were like oh is she really hurt how hurt is she type of thing like she's been out over a year with this you know people are saying shouldn't thunder rosa be going after tony storm yeah 100 she should and i assume she'll get there but she should be going after uh tony storm pretty quickly here tony's got other stuff on her plate she's gonna be facing reho i i hope Hope it's Rio. Uh, she's gonna be facing Rio at World at World's End, so we'll, we'll get that. Um, but yeah, t- good to see Thunder Rosa back. Abaddon. Uh, that's a it's an interesting team. Looking forward to that. And then the Sky Blue stuff. Like she didn't turn. Now she has turned, and she's she's joined Julia Hart. Maybe they stretched that a little too much. Like I don't know if you fully needed all of that, but I like the pairing of of Julia Hart and sky blue. It's a, it's a fun little pairing should be a fun match on should be a fun match on on Saturday. And then we got uh, another women's match on collision as well.
3: The annual street fights. Yeah. Willow and Chris Tyler are taking on Diamante Mercedes Martinez. You got the Pulp Fiction girls versus the, I don't know what they were dressed as, but why don't you and I wear matching pants because we're tag team partners.
4: I told you Joel, I don't wear pants.
3: That's a good point. Match was fine. Match was fun. They had thumbtacks and suitcases. But this, the one thing, if you're going to do it, you got to if you're going to pull out thumbtacks from a briefcase and you're dressed up like like Vincent Vega and, uh, oh, my God, I just forgot the other guy's name. I forgot Samuel L. Jackson's.
4: Just Samuel L. Jackson. He just, Sam he just Jackson's.
3: fucking um, Samuel L. Jackson. That's going to get me. Pulp Fiction is one of my favorite movies, but it's too early on a Monday morning to remember it. i never way, seen it. Oh, one of my favorites. But anyway, they they got to they had to open up the the briefcase and they had to have Jules, thank you. Thank you, Senior Nerd. They had to have the light shining out of the 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 thumbtack briefcase before they emptied it. That's the only notes. The only note that I have. But otherwise, it was a fun tag match. It's a street fight. You can almost never go wrong. Cameraman, I'm gonna do production, tell you right now if you know that one of your talent is about to go and hide under the ring so they can blade, do not show me Willow Nightingale <laughs> at the top of the match, sliding her ass under the ring so she can blade. Otherwise it was a fun match. I really enjoyed this. Uh, where do we go now with these four, Jeremy?
4: Uh, I like the I like the pairing of Willow and, and Chris Statlander. I, I don't know quite where they go because there's no women's tag team titles yet. Um Yeah, yet. Um, so I'm not, I'm not sure quite where they go. I would think that stat would want the TBS title back, right? Like she wasn't pinned in that match. So she should probably get like some type of rematch. I'm not forgetting. She, she's not gotten like a one-on-one rematch, right? Like my, my brain is not failing me here. I don't
3: think it is. Oh no. Chris dropped it and didn't get a rematch. No.
4: Yeah, so I would think that Chris would probably want to get a rematch because Sky Blue Sky Blue was pinned off of Chris's move too. She hit the uh what, whatever she calls that that thing now, Starlight uh, driver, whatever. I forget what she calls it. Um and then Julia wiped it out with a uh, with the clothes on and pinned Sky Blue um off of off of Stat's finish. So I would think that Stat would want a rematch. So hopefully we get that sometime soon because i think that uh i think that should be what happens that should get a rematch should get the one-on-one rematch there
3: yeah i wanted again i wanted this to turn into a four-way with sky With every, basically uh the the four that were there sky blue julia hart willow and chris going after the tbs title at one point oh and mercedes and diamante put themselves in either way these these women are now all going after the TBS title in some way, shape, or form once their tag teams kind of dissolve, right? That's the way that it feels. I do like, by the way, going back to Thunder Rosa, I like that she said she wants to come back in San Antonio. Makes sense. I love that they're giving her first match back with a week's notice in San Antonio. That gets people talking. That gets people excited. That's the stuff that I want. So I'm glad they did that. But yeah, going back to TBS title, you you now have a crop of women who, while they're working in a, uh, a tag format they all have stakes and claims as they move forward for that TBS championship.
4: Yeah. Hey, the, look, the, the TBS division, I guess it's a division is heating up since that kind of is living on collision and the women's title is sort of living on dynamite right now. Um, but it, it's good. It was good to see a very nice showcase of women on collision on top of, you know, continental classic continues to be really great professional wrestling. And I think this is what this is talked about with AEW fans. Is like I think a lot of them just want great wrestling. And if you make that great wrestling meaningful, which is happening with Continental Classic, then that is the bread and butter. That's always been the bread and butter of AEW. Not so much the, the hokiness and sports entertainment side of things. Yes, there is a place for that. But at the end of the day, I think for the most part, AEW fans want the just fantastic professional wrestling with stakes and stuff that means something because they were still doing really good pro wrestling the in the the weeks months where everybody was like oh aw's dead aw's dead they were still giving you great matches during that time it's just a lot of those matches felt inconsequential it's like okay here's a cool match the winner just kind of like gains nothing out of it the loser just is off television for three weeks afterwards and then there's a bunch of hokey stuff on the side it was just the matches felt inconsequential now because of the continental classic the matches obviously have plenty of purpose plenty of consequence and so that's what people people want and so good on them bring back the rankings
3: well let's talk continental classic because the rankings are only available there (laughs) uh what are we at here we've got andrade and danielson both have nine and that was just a, six, a three-way tie with six points: Brody King, Claudio, and Eddie Kingston. Uh, first of all, Eddie and Daniel Garcia. Can we talk about that match real quick. That was yeah, it cool. was
4: fantastic.
3: It was really good stuff. I really enjoyed it. Daniel Garcia, basically, so was, good he, man. It was very good, and it's so
4: it's it's gonna suck. Sorry to cut you off, Joel. It's no, gonna go suck when Daniel Garcia is Chris Jericho's partner.
3: <laughs> <the world> <laughs> You th- I feel like it's going to be Sammy Guevara and they're just going to reunite the sex gods.
4: Uh, I don't think you can do that after that turn. Like, nah, you can't, you can't do that. So Chris and Jericho he's said, not a
3: "Baby, he's a baby face now for all and intents and
4: purposes. Chris Jericho said something interesting on, on the podcast when he was like reviewing his 2023, when they were trying to figure out ideas for who the partners were going to be for, uh, the, the street fight. And they said it was going to be somebody who had like turned, and they were going to like realign with him. And he's like, Oh, maybe we'll keep that one in the back pocket. I don't know who he's talking about. Jeff Valley driver. I think you're actually correct. That was my initial thought is it was going to be Coda. It was going to be Coda. Uh, that sounds
3: awful. There. Let's go. <laughs> also, I will shout out Jeff Valley driver for calling him Jerabushi. <laughs> <laughs> they'll do it. Oh, they'll come out on bicycles. <laughs> that, oh. that, that, that
4: that was my initial thought is it was going to be Coda with, uh with, with Jericho replacing Kenny. I could see Daniel Garcia. I I hope that's not the, unless Garcia goes back with Jericho, they lose Chris gets penned. And then Daniel Garcia is like, fuck all of this.
3: I can't win a match to save my life. Uh, Brody King and Daniel Garcia next week on the show. uh, That's going to round out that. Uh, But what is that? The Brody King loss. And Daniel finally gets a win.
4: Yeah. I think Garcia wins that one. Brody King needs a lot of help because he, he doesn't have the tiebreakers over Danielson or Andrade. There's a lot of convoluted scenarios, like a lot of convoluted scenarios that I, I I don't fully see playing out. Cause like if Brody King wins and Claudio wins and um, Eddie win, then it becomes another three way gimmick, like there like it could be possibly for the Dynamite League as well. There's there's a lot of different scenarios. I don't think Brody King's winning, though. I think that's Garcia's one victory. I think Garcia finally gets a victory in this. Uh and it's against Brody King. So that would effectively eliminate Brody King.
3: I think Brian. Go oh, go no, go ahead. I thought we were moving on. Keep going.
4: Uh, yeah, I think Brian beats Claudio and I think Andrade beats, oh, I don't know. Cause they, Andrade and Brian three makes sense to me, but also Kingston makes sense to me to, to be there as well. Does it? Yeah. Eddie makes sense. Cause I, I get, Eddie might win this thing. I do like your theory of Jay White, but again, you need Jay White and Eddie Kingston though. I think that's a good match to make on there. So Eddie makes sense to, I think Brian definitely beats Claudio. And then it, it comes down to Andrade and Kingston. Whoever wins that uh, get, gets, gets in because that that would be the tiebreaker there essentially. Cause Andrade and Kingston would have the same amount of points, but Andrade or Kingston has the head to head win. So he he moves on.
3: All right, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just looking at the I'm looking at the table, and like you said, it's very convoluted, and that's not a bad thing in this case because we talked about the Gold League last week on Friday, and we kind of came to a few different conclusions that didn't involve as many tight point scenarios because you only have two people tied for nine points, and that's Swerven J White, and then on the other side you've got Roosh, and who's got six points, and John Moxley has twelve. But then we got a three-way tie in the Blue League and a top-level nine-point tie as well for first place. So there's more moving parts in the Blue League, which is not a bad thing. It's just a uh, – yeah, it's moving forward. And if you think that this product is ice cold, then I'm sorry. You're just not enjoying wrestling right now. <laughs> that's just you.
4: Yeah, look. People got different opinions on wrestling. If you don't like a lot of great wrestling matches with stakes and stuff, that's your opinion
3: And again, stuff. And again, that's why I I said this once. I'll say it a million times. When it was announced, I was excited for this. When it started, my excitement level wasn't as high because guess what? You can only tell so many stories at the beginning of a tournament. As we've gotten deeper, I've become invested. I've become invested because not only is there... Uh, some points and rankings involved but also there are little stories that are playing out with people who are winning and people who are losing we talk about Daniel Garcia he hasn't won a match yet there have been moments where it looks like he's gonna win because he's gonna drop the dance or he's gonna find his way back into it and then he doesn't that's a story Jay Lethal again this is another guy who's lost all throughout the tournament this is an opportunity for him to either play spoiler on Wednesday or He's going to lose again, and he's going to go on a 2024 without Jeff Jarrett and friends because he's frustrated and he's over it and he wants to be taken seriously. There are stories that are developing out of a tournament, and that's the way a tournament should go. It shouldn't just be matches for matches sake. Then, you know, what are we doing here?
4: Jay Lethal should go to ROH.
3: I don't disagree, but then he's got to go and and beat Kyle Fletcher for the TV title.
4: And have to and have to do any of that stuff. Well, he, he has to. He has
3: to win the title. He should win every title.
4: Nah, nah, nah. I didn't have to. Jay Lethal should be an ROH. Uh, uh, the Continental Classic is is very good. I'm looking forward to how the how they finish this because they got multiple options. Um, I you kind of sold me last week on your Jay White winning scenario. Jay White, Eddie Kingston in the finals. Um, you sold me on that, so we'll see if that's the the way they end up going, but uh should be a fun a final league week for for the Continental Classic.
3: Yeah, I'm looking very much forward to it. Uh hey, our our TNA guest is is early. That doesn't happen here. What are we doing? And she, you know what's even better? And I just gave it away that the that the, the gender, is a she. Uh and she even did the thumbs up, which is what I always do and I say, are you ready to, to come and hang out with us? But it looks like she is. Uh let me let me preface this. This is a lot of fun for us. We get to make a little announcement this, uh, this, this morning that uh, last weekend at Impact Final Resolution, after the show went off the air, Scott Demore made the announcement that uh, David Penzer, who was the ring announcer, is going to be wrapping up his time with Impact for now. We are very delighted, very excited, and very much looking forward to having a chat with the new TNA Wrestling ring announcer, the one and only Jade Chung. Hi, Jade. <laughs>
1: Hello, guys! Oh my gosh! I just listening you to you say that just. Oh, it just made my heart dance so much. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys.
3: Congratulations! Thanks for, us. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you, thank you.
3: Let's hop right into this. You you've been doing some ring announcing with uh, TNA with Impact for the last little bit. Uh, you've been working primarily on BTI. How did this all come about, and kind of lead us up to this moment where this is now your the the gig. <sighs>
1: Well, um, honestly, Scott Demore just kind of gave me that chance. Uh, And I'll tell you a little funny story to start off. I always hated my voice. And I mean hated. And now I know a lot of people don't enjoy their voice, but I hated my voice. (laughs) Promos, I did not enjoy. I did them. Um, Didn't enjoy them because, again, I could hear myself. Uh, But he was like, Scott likes to challenge me and i took it full force i was going to prove to him that i could do this and you know my kids are watching my husband's cheering me on so this was something that i truly had to succeed in um so scott was just like we're going to get you uh we're going to get you to host and and then it turned into we're going to get you to start ring announcing some bti matches and I got to tell you, I fell in love almost instantly. And I say almost only because I was so nervous. I have never done any type of ring announcing ever in my life. So I was so, 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 so nervous. But I fell in love with it. And with the help with Tom Hannafin, I remember it to this day. It was Chicago. And he saw I was visibly nervous. And he kind of just pulled me aside and gave me some words of super encouragement that helps me to this day. And he has helped me so much. Him along with Matthew Raywald and David Penzer, they have always been so supportive.
4: I was going to ask what what advice you you got, or if you did get advice from David Penzer. You're kind of uh, replacing him as he he's the parting, as the the switchover from Impact to, to TNA. So did you talk with David, and and kind of what advice did he give you? David
1: has always been supportive, as as I've said. Um, he hypes me up. I told him I, when I thanked him, I told him that I I hope to make him proud. Um, And he said he he had no doubt and he'll be watching. So that already meant so much to me. He, he was always there, you know, right in the beginning when I was first announcing, he would text me, you know, where the guys were from, where the girls were from, and just made sure that I knew uh, what I was saying. If I wanted to relay things back to him, he was there to listen. He always made sure to tell me, Hey, I'm here if you need me. Um, But the, uh, the guys there—they were so supportive. I keep saying that I know, but it warms my heart, and I truly do not believe that I would be in the position as I am today if I didn't have those that 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 helped that help from the three guys. And I do have to mention Greg Hamilton. Tom actually put me in contact with Greg, uh, who used to be a ring announcer for WWE, and he took one hour of his day to just talk to me and help guide me through being comfortable in front of the mic and listening to my voice and kind of just walking me through. And I didn't even know, it was it was like a, almost like a therapy session, but he was walking me through my thought process. And it was almost like he said, you know, you've got this. You just gotta get past that wall that you built up for yourself. Once you get past that wall, you are just golden. So that helped a lot, too.
3: So what was that moment? Because I'm hearing you talk about not loving your voice. And a lot of broadcasters like myself have that same feeling. We listen back and we cringe a little bit. But here we are. What was that moment that you heard yourself or saw yourself and you said, oh, no, I've got this?
1: Honestly, it was my kids. Uh, we would always listen back because I forced myself to listen, listen to myself back because you know you you approve or you not approve you get better if you listen to yourself and you see those little little tweaks that you need to make my kids would cheer and scream and so i was like okay like i think i think i'm getting my groove and once i got to know where everybody was from and i got to start announcing you know some of the guys and girls more than once i had that confidence that i didn't know that i had um once that confidence came through like my i was just able to just get my voice out there and it was one of those times where in the movies where someone like sings for the first time and then they hitch that they hit that high pitch note and they're like oh (laughs) that was me and i was like oh okay i've got this let's do it (laughs)
4: has has any of the the wrestlers or anybody given you feedback on like, hey, pronounce it this way instead of this way D- do something here change change things up We see that uh in other companies with with ring announcers and saying, Hey, like do a little inflection here to to add to it has has anybody given you any type of feedback like that
1: um if I ask for it uh i but I think everyone is just so amazing that maybe they're scared to be like oh, do it this way type thing, because that that could be intimidating for someone to be like, oh, I'm not saying it right. I will say that with any international superstar we have in, I always go to them to make sure that I'm pronouncing their name properly. Um, Even so, right before going out, if I'm going over, you know, where they're from, um, their names just out loud, I have had one stop me and be like, oh, just so you know, it's it's pronounced this way, like a little, and it's just like a little tiny, like pitch, like a little high pitch accent. And I was so grateful. I was like, oh my goodness, thank you so much because no one wants to have their name mistaken, you know? And of course no one wants to announce their name wrong.
3: I wanna go back. You mentioned your kids helping you out. Uh, At one point, now that you're gonna be holding a microphone beyond the barricade, We have to go back a year to when Bully Ray called his shot against Josh Alexander, your husband and former TNA world champion or Impact at the time. Talk to me about working with Bully Ray because uh, there was a very tense scene when Bully finally called his shot where uh, he had you and he had Josh kind of cornered. And well, let's talk about that scene and, and working with Bully that last year.
1: Well, I'm not going to lie. I was nervous when Bully came out after uh, Josh's match with Eddie Edwards. Uh, I was nervous, of course, because Bully is a legend. He's been in the game, and we've known him to play dirty probably a lot more than he does play by the rules. So I was nervous, and um, later on when you know, bully was being bully. I, I, I was I was scared, not for my husband because I know he is one thousand percent capable, but for my kids watching. You know, they've never seen me get physical at all, um, and I knew that I was not going to let anybody talk. Do anything to my family because my family is super important. So I was, I was, I was ready for. Well, as you can see, I was ready to stick up for my family and to fight for them.
4: Just give bully a swift kick to the dick. That's that's all you. Got oh my
3: god! <laughs> hey, the man has made a living out to yelling my balls <laughs> from that.
1: Jet had a good laugh of that. Yes, he was like,
3: oh.
4: <laughs> um how we, we've seen you be be on television and you're you're comfortable uh, the, that was an uncomfortable scene with, with bully but comfortable in in storylines but how comfortable are you with a potential storyline of like hey this person you're gonna have to announce that your husband has lost this match and basically like we know the relationship between you and josh basically you being brought into a storyline in that way how comfortable are you with that
1: Um, you know, I've been in the wrestling business for 20 years now. I just passed my 20 year anniversary. So I'm ready for everything. But obviously, my big focus, and I'm just excited to be the new TNA ring announcer and to be able to represent the knockouts in that way. So we've got like the knockouts doing their thing fighting in the ring. And we've got Gia doing interviews in the back, like I'm just so, so happy to be able to put you know, give my input and to continue to show why the knockouts are the
3: best. Is this going to be your first time in Vegas or have you been to Las Vegas before?
1: Uh, the city I've, I've been. You've been. Several times. Yes, I've been so, several times.
3: I'm looking and forward especially, to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Sorry. No, especially with, um, you know, Bound for Glory, where Josh won the title against Christian Cage and then. Good old Moose just (laughs) coming in, interrupting. Um, But yes, Vegas is very exciting. I'm so happy and so excited to be there.
3: caught a lot of flack for calling that when Moose called in. Anyway, uh, let's talk (laughs) Vegas for a second because I'm going to be uh, in Las Vegas for for Hard to Kill and for the Snake Eyes TV tapings. Looking forward to seeing everyone there. Uh, Let's talk favorite Vegas tourist traps because I know you got one you got to love.
1: Vegas tour- Tourists? Stuff? Yeah, Vegas tourist Trap.
3: Yeah, your favorite Vegas Tourist Trap.
1: Oh. Um, oh, my gosh. What did I... Uh, the one thing I, I... I told my husband, we have to do this this time, is go to the Venetian and do the gondola. That is my number one thing on the list. When my husband and I went for on a date, <laughs> like six... Six seven years ago, um, that's that was the one thing I wanted to do. We did that, and I think it'd be so cool since we're gonna have the kids with us. I think it'd be really special if all four of us were able to go on the gondola this time around.
4: I gotta I gotta ask about your your husband's match against Will Osprey, the one that he recently had, and then the one coming up that you'll be doing the ring announcing for at the the Snake Eyes tapings. Like, what what was? What was the feeling around him, you know, before after the match, and now going into the rematch in in Las Vegas? What's it like being around him, I guess, for these big high profile matches?
1: Um, he is quite annoying because he is <laughs> <laughs> because he's so super focused. he he's always is with his eating, his workout, uh, regime, everything he does for himself here at home. Um, it all, it is all too prep for his wrestling matches. So, and I say annoying in the most loving, loving way, <laughs> of course, but, and I'm, you know, I might be biased, but I am just looking forward to be able to announce his name in a TNA show. So, um, yes, part two of Josh Alexander versus Will Osprey will be at Snake Eyes. That is night two uh, when we're going to be at the Palms Casino Resort on January fourteenth.
3: Once uh, once upon a time, Trey Miguel told me that the best shoe game in 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 TNA and Impact belonged to Chris Bay, and then followed by himself, and then followed by Moose because Moose just had the most amount of shoes. Yeah, he's annoying. Yeah, (laughs) thank you. We'll talk more about Moose in a minute. Who's who's top of the shoe game in, in now TNA? And uh, you also have a claim to fame with shoe game. Let's talk.
1: Oh, let's talk. Yes, let's talk about sneakers. <laughs> um. Oh, the, the most... Okay, I'm going to have to say Moose because he, he's so annoying that he has so much and I'm just so jealous over his collection. Moose is the type of guy that he's got so many shoes that he'll just buy a pair and forget he already has a pair of it. So... Um, That's what makes it annoying the most because I would love to have a gazillion pairs of shoes that that are the same too. Um, So I would have to say Moose uh, is the big shoe guy. Um, I love sneakers. I'm huge into Jordan. And uh, my husband and I have this thing where basically every anniversary we gift each other pair of shoes. Easy for him, you know, because he knows I love anything Jordans. Um, for Josh, he loves anything bright, crazy colors, uh, which is kind of hard to shop for sometimes. But the shoe thing for us is special because we wore a matching pair of Jordans on our wedding day. So, you know, I've got uh, quite a lot of shoes that I now don't know where to put them. So I am quite proud of that.
3: I'll <laughs> we'll get you a new house with a new shoe closet.
1: <laughs> that's what I'm saying, Josh. Please get me a built-in shoe closet. That's,
4: you know, just just putting that out there. It's Christmas, you know. That's yes, uh, a it's a good Christmas. gift right there. <laughs> right. What what are what are the Christmas plans uh, around there?
1: Christmas plans? Well, we always see my brother and his family on Christmas Eve because my sister-in-law is Swedish. So their Christmas is always on celebrated on the 24th. So we always do Christmas there. And then we're going to come home, get ready for the night and get ready for Christmas morning because you know, uh, mommy Claus comes out and she just wants to make everything so special for her family.
3: I love it. Okay. Here's, here's the last question for you. This is a very fun game that we play called partner promo punch in the face year. We're going to give you three names of TNA slash impact wrestlers. You're going to tell me which one you want to partner up with in a tag team match, which one you want to have a promo off with in the ring and which one you want to punch in the face in a singles match. These are people very near and dear to you and your husband. Okay. Moose, bully Ray and Steve Macklin, Jay Chung partner promo and punch in the face.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I'm going to punch Moose for several Several reasons that like, we've already mentioned here. I'm gonna have a uh, promo off with Bully because I truly believe he is one of the best in the game, and I would partner up with Steve Macklin because I love Diana Prado. So <laughs> it's the only
3: that's how
4: minister. it usually goes with Macklin. Everybody loves Deanna, not not <laughs> him, not him. I'm a big fan of Macklin
3: myself. I am not. He and I have a fight brewing. Oh, he's rolling up the sleeves there. Yeah, tell him, tell him, I'm after him. Don't worry, he couldn't show up in Toronto at Final Resolution, but uh, let's see if he pulls up in Las Vegas at the Palms Casino Resort for TNA's Hard to Kill on January 13th, 2024. A couple of short weeks away, and the Snake Eyes tapings the next night on January 14th at the Palms. Uh, Jade, once again, congratulations, the new congratulations, new voice of TNA wrestling. Uh, Thank you for joining us this morning.
1: Thank you for having me, guys. Let,
3: let everyone know where they can find you at, Jade.
1: Oh, you guys can find me on all socials, Twitter, Instagram, at jadechung11.
3: There we go. Congratulations once again. We look forward to seeing you on our TVs very soon on TNA Wrestling.
1: Yay. Merry Christmas, guys. Thank you. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Happy holidays.
3: You. There we go. The one and only Jade Chung. Congratulations to her, the new TNA Wrestling ring announcer.
4: Big congratulations to Jade. That's a, that's a, that's a good move. By TNA. Very Jeez. good move by, by TNA slash impact uh, soon to be TNA less than a
3: month now. Wow. Less than a yeah, month. It's wild to think about. I'm planning out my, my, my travel Well, my travels planned out, my hotels planned out. I'm just, now I'm just planning what's going to happen next when I touch down in Las Vegas for those shows.
4: Uh, Fight Steve Macklin is what you should do. Joel
3: man knows I'm after him, but he's got to get booked first.
4: Wow. Wow
3: then we'll talk i feel like he'll
4: be on those shows right like he's gotta be he's gotta be
3: i think he should be on those shows absolutely listen here's the thing well i think steve macklin is a good wrestler i think steve macklin is a talented person in that ring doesn't mean i don't want to beat him up (laughs) i think he should be in las vegas at hard to kill at the snake eyes i think he should be on tv plain and simple right now he's not i get why it's a it's a busy time for impact in that they are doing a changeover. Hell this week is going to be best of 2023 part one. So he'll be on the show, but you know, it won't be fresh content from Macklin, but we need fresh Macklin content. We'll get you fresh Macklin content. I guess
4: I like Steve Macklin. I know you're not a big fan of him, Like rightfully so he wants to beat you up. So I get it, but I like Steve Macklin. He should be on those shows, man. Give Steve Macklin a chance to beat up Joel
3: Pearl. Hashtag give Macklin a chance. (laughs) (laughs) something I hope to never do. Oh my God. There you go. That was fun. It was fun to have Jade. Thanks again to TNA wrestling for, uh, for always uh, being accommodating and and giving us someone to chat with, especially going into the holiday season and the busy season and the rebrand season. It's a good time. Uh, What else do we want to do? Do are we, are we done with AEW stuff? Are we ready to transition over to, uh, to other stuff, what are we doing?
4: I mean, yes, I wanna I wanna bring this up because all right. It's hilarious to me. So Tony in this press conference. Oh man. I was already say oh, three o'clock on Friday, Joel. Don't I need tried to
3: warn you, I that's two AM for him. That's when he usually finishes. So that's why it happened. It's we, two AM East Coast, but Yeah, you get it.
4: Yeah, we don't need we don't need the a three AM press conference for ROH. The thing is they don't start it. It took forty-five minutes for the thing to start.
3: Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? So oh, we minute. gotta, we gotta play, we gotta play this banger for an hour. <laughs> they didn't even have that music going. No. Oh no, they didn't even have the music going. I've, i we're washed. It's over. Yeah. AEW needs a reset. After all, <laughs> it starts <laughs> with that music being the absolute banger that it is at the forefront of every single show that they do. Anyway, continue.
4: So, so, uh, the, the Tony's press conference and the first answer, he was immediately, he took the scenic route. First answer asked about Warner brothers discovery and took the scenic route. His thing where he's like to be a W is to be constantly under attack <laughs> rule so much because it's just like, it's just dorks online like no one's storming the AEW offices with, you know, like trying to take over AEW headquarters.
3: Could you imagine? <laughs> it's just a bunch of people showing up at Daly's place and Daly's place being like, "It's not, it's not here." The same right. Thing. <laughs> They'll be like, "Well, we'll go find them at the game," and then they go all buy tickets to the Jaguars game, <laughs> and then it's like, "Well, they're not here either." Well, let's sit and watch the Jaguars then. <laughs>
4: it just it just rules to me that like when tony i love his seriousness of this by the way i don't want anybody to think i'm knocking tony like tony khan is legitimately like gives me the most right or wrong the most entertainment out of like anybody in wrestling but he's like we're constantly under attack like he's like the the commander of an office over here of like we, we had we're flanked in the left we're outmanned on the right we got to get more troops over here on the right because they're coming from all angles over here it's just like it's just nameless and faceless dorks online <laughs> that are just attacking
3: I'm like they. Totally- Hold on. Tony, first of all, Tony's like, he's the admiral. He has a commander. He was in the (laughs) television championship. (laughs) Sorry, I had to make the joke. It just, it rules
4: so much. It rules like we're constantly under attack. Everybody, we're trying to get a ceasefire with them, but they won't do it. They won't come to the table for our treaty negotiation.
3: not the treaty. (laughs)
4: Tony, just block these people. Just block these idiots. Like I know it just...
3: happens. I've seen dorks get all excited. Oh, Tony, t- he blocked me on the internet. It's like cool. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. The the warring against the bots was a thing for a while. Remember when everyone was a bot? Oh, here? that was so much
4: fun. Yeah, that was so much fun.
3: <laughs> and the thing is, like, I I understand what he's saying. But I think he just takes it to the nth degree that it becomes it becomes a conversational joke for both of us because like we get it, but also that when we give our criticisms of AEW or Ring of Honor, we do it with the hope that the product gets better. We do it with the hope that we can sit and enjoy whatever's coming next. We don't do it with the express intent of the company going under because that's bad for everyone. Oh, no, that would, it would suck. suck. It would objectively suck. Fewer people would have where to work, fewer people would have what to watch, and we would be back to a monopoly based companies building one wrestling company for for their own vision. And you know that doesn't work. We've seen this. We had 20 plus years of that. You know, bless TNA, bless Impact, they tried for a long time, but it took you know, a lot of money to get where we're at now with AEW in the fold. I don't want AEW to go anywhere. I don't want Ring of Honor to go anywhere. I don't want anyone to go anywhere as long as they are producing quality content. I will never call for the end of anyone or any company. It is a lot of people who are already not tuning in, probably will not be tuning in, and just want to yell at the four walls in their padded white rooms instead of actually, you know, giving it a shot, and saying either this isn't for me or, oh, okay, maybe I'll come back next week and try again. Or I'll tune in when this person's on my TV because I like this wrestler or I like this talent. Those are the people you should be going after, Tony. You should be after the people who want to see their favorite wrestler or their favorite characters on their screen. And then you bring them into the rest of the fold and the rest of the universe. That's what you do. You don't say we're under attack and, oh, my God, we're going to die. It's like, no, what are we doing?
4: Isn't it? It's like that's. AEW and we've talked about this. Of like AEW was the alternative, and they were an alternative because WWE sucked. And so AEW, the rallying cry was "We're not WWE," and the rallying cry is WWE is trying to squash the pissant T-shirt company, right? Like that was the rallying cry, and that's when it felt like AEW lost its way for a little while. It's like, wow, now you're just becoming WWE light. Like the rallying cry doesn't make a lot of sense right now. Um and now they they've rewritten the the feeling has been restored uh, with with the the tournament and everything. But like I get why he does it. I get that rallying cry of we're under attack type of thing. It's like the you gotta. I just hope Tony knows the difference between idiots who are gonna complain about everything. Or and people who actually have good faith criticism who want the product to be better, who are longtime fans and still support and just want to see a better alternative and a better, uh, you know, a, a better product. Because there is a big difference between the two, and I don't want that to be actually lost when Tony does the, the we're constantly under attack type of thing because every company in that case is under attack because all these idiots got something to say about every single company.
3: Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's all about how you attack or don't engage with it because there are just as many people going after everybody else for whatever reasons that are just not, no one pays attention.
4: I do agree with this, by the way, it is, it's not always just randoms. It is a lot That's of, fair. yeah. It is a lot of podcast people who think their opinion means more. I I hate this, by the way. I absolutely hate this of uh, the, the podcast generation. Just everybody has the voice, right? And it's just like it's an opinion on a lot of this. And I hate like I'm a news writer. I think people know that. So I write a lot of various articles. I write a lot of opinion piece articles, not my opinion, but like this person gives their opinion on this. This person gives their opinion on this. And it could be good stuff. It could be like John Moxley thinks Brian Danielson is the greatest wrestler in the world. He's correct. But at the end of the day, it's an opinion, right? A lot of these people who are out of the wrestling business who have no ties to the business anymore. They might talk to people But like, they don't, they're not inside. They're giving their opinion on this stuff. And because they accomplished something 20 decades ago, that's that's actually a lot, 20 years, sorry. Two decades, 20 years. 20 years ago.
3: You're good at math, it's okay.
4: Yeah. Like, they think it matters. And, like, it doesn't. (laughs) It just, it doesn't. It means... It means as much as mine does. And I don't think mine means a whole lot. I I appreciate, to to be honest with everybody, I appreciate everybody who tunes in. I appreciate everybody who supports. I appreciate everybody who thinks highly of me in one way or another. I do think I'm very good as a news writer. I think I'm very good at delivering news and, and things like that. I don't think my opinion on this shit matters at all. I appreciate that you guys watch us and that you you interact with us and engage with us. I don't want anybody being mad or or like taking any type of anything I say and put like any kind of weight into it because it it is just my opinion, and I don't think my opinion matters anymore than anybody else's will i put weight in like john moxley's opinion on certain things because john moxley has been in the ring or is actually in this certain company yes do i think what john moxley has to say about grayson waller means anything not really because I don't think he's ever wrestled Waller. I don't know if he's had a single interaction with Waller.
3: Guaranteed he, pro- he has not.
4: He probably has Why? Wa- maybe watched like one segment of Grayson Waller and just like, yeah, yeah, sure, he's the Miz. It's like, oh no. High praise. I mean, honestly, it is. Grayson Waller said as much. But like, we just can't put stock into opinions of of these people that aren't actually part of the business anymore just because they accomplished something so I wasn't gonna give this person attention but uh there was an article written about a, a former I'm not even gonna say his name a former WCWW writer who is literally living off of one thing and the the article written was this person thinks you shouldn't get into the wrestling business and I'm thinking, you got into it, had like a three-year run and are still living off of that 20 years later. You should get into the wrestling business because that doesn't happen anywhere else. If you're in any other business and you did something 20 years ago and you were good, you weren't even good at it, but like you accomplished something for like a short stretch and then you failed Everywhere else, and then for twenty years you've done nothing, but somehow you are still living off of that. That doesn't happen in a lot of other lines of business. Everybody should get in the wrestling business.
3: (sighs) Yeah, I should fight Steve Macklin. There, that's all. I should just fight Steve Macklin. Is what you are saying?
4: Sometimes I feel this show is under attack, Joel, and that people are taking our opinions and they are they are putting too much stock in them and they don't like this show if you don't like it don't watch
3: no stop it everyone has to watch the show that's what we're here for clicks and views put and your money where your mouth is put Your money where your mouth is by the way i just saw your your header there attack wrestling i thought you were just a big fan of attack wrestling out in the uk
4: it was yeah yeah. it was tongue in, tongue in cheek of that
3: as yeah. well. their next show by the way is the same night as the royal rumble so uh you can go oh watch
4: fucking that. great
3: was that the 27th of january yeah that's the rumble
4: This is oh, well, yeah. I mean, I do wonder that. Like, I don't think they pay attention to it, is the thing. I think some people do. I don't think Sting is fucking worried about like what Bischoff thinks about AEW. Could you
3: you imagine, bro? Could you imagine? Sting gets it from Ric Flair, Flair gets it from Bischoff. (laughs) And just just the same. I
4: know know Flair doesn't care about what Bischoff thinks. That's this is this is what the old-timers think well i went through this exact same thing in this company so the end result will be the same well then yeah and that's what i i don't like about all the online stuff is like everybody just wants to doom and gloom wcw without recognizing why wcw actually kind of like went under because it could have continued to exist had eric bischoff kept kept the money into it and just ran it and searched for a different TV deal Or just ran live event shows and things like that It would have bled money But it could have continued to exist But once Warner, once Turner turned out and said Yeah, we're not giving you TV Bischoff was like, well, it ain't profitable without TV So I don't want it anymore And, and that's and why it went under Look at how long impact has existed and yeah it took a lot of people throwing a lot of money into it it took them a a television company buying them to get them on a television home it takes a lot
3: i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this up real quick norris earlier said tna's been dealing with this for decades they don't whine and complain they just try to do better and it's not that they didn't whine and complain certain regimes did yeah don't get me wrong but even like the current regime under scott damore has been like let's just focus on a good product Focus on being different and focus on the talent that we have. I swear to God, I hate being such a homer for for one company sometimes, but if TNA, if Impact Wrestling had the, um, the ability and the money that AEW had, then it would be a different conversation about people's perception of TNA, in my opinion, now, nowadays. That's, and like, again, it's subjective. I get it. That's not me saying one is better than the other. I just think that in the terms of like class warfare or who has money to do things like get a, get a TBS deal, who's connected better to get a television deal with someone like Warner brothers discovery. I, I think that if impact had had, or TNA now as they're called had that same connection, we would be speaking differently about TNA now than we have in the last five years, even they're a different company now than they were even five six years ago ten years ago people were calling for its demise they were writing the obituary every year ten years ago people were writing the obituary for impact and for tna it was over it was done you had guys like austin aries we talked about it on the show going into a match with john morrison no selling the finish and then afterwards saying oh it was all part of a gimmick we were just trying to work each other and no it wasn't it was just austin aries being a piece of shit but the point being is that sometimes it just comes to like having the right talent at the right time doing the right thing it's yeah it's it's just better when there's more opportunity out there and i hope more people put more stock into spending time watching the companies that are providing those other opportunities as well
4: let's talk about <clears throat> watching a certain company specifically the WWE and WWE Smackdown AJ Styles is back they don't want none, Joel. LA Knight don't want none. AJ attacked him, setting up potentially. Can we do spoilers? Are people going to get mad at us of what they set
3: up? Chat, if you don't like it, tell us now. But I will say this. He don't want none. You know, they don't want you don't none. Want- this is the, you know what this was. This was AJ Styles attacks LA Knight at the end of SmackDown, which which surprised a lot of people, myself included. But the ble- the, the black jeans should have given it away to everybody. It's a heel. Yeah. That's a heel move. Damn it! Anyway, uh, AJ attacks LA Knight, and immediately I'm like, when was the last time these two interacted? They didn't have any TNA crossover. I knew that immediately, and then I was like, last time they sp- was like NXT 2.0 when Styles came around and was like, this guy, this is the guy for NXT 2.0. He's going to be the flag bearer," And now you got AJ Styles taking back that flag and wanting to plant it right, right into the back of LA Knight.
4: I like this, by the way. Like Styles coming back, going from the bloodline, made sense uh, since Solo was the one who took him out. But then AJ going after LA Knight, like, made some sense too because LA Knight is... Kind of took his spot. I mean, AJ was going to team with Cena, and then LA Knight. Once AJ was was out, LA Knight took that spot. So if I'm AJ, I'm like, no, he, he. I'm here. I'm back. This is I'm the face that runs the place, right? Like, th- this is my brand.
3: It's the house that AJ Styles built.
4: Yeah. So. I, I like that he went after L.A. Knight because he didn't go after Wharton. Didn't go after Wharton. Got respect for Randall. No respect for L.A. Knight. So I kind of like that he went after L.A. Knight because, it, again, if you remember that L.A. Knight took his spot, A.J., being like, all right, I see how, how you're playing the game, how L.A. Knight's game works here. So I liked it, and it's going to set up a, a match in the, the coming weeks.
3: Yeah, it's good stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this because I don't think that this is AJ Styles turns heel. I think this is AJ Styles has a gripe, legitimate gripe, having been off TV. He wants his spot back. This is a Drew McIntyre style story, similar to what we're doing. It's shades of gray. He doesn't. He's not hating against all the baby faces. He's hating against the guy who took his spot, who happens to be a baby face. So people will make their decisions based on whether or not they like LA Knight. For example, Steven Jensen is going to be so excited that AJ Styles is back, and he's going to think AJ Styles. Is the perennial baby face in this whole story? I get it. Uh Will Chisholm wants us to spend a few cycles, sorry, seconds talking about how jacked AJ Styles is.
4: He was, dude. Looking jacked, baby, looking real jacked.
3: Looking real jacked, baby. <laughs> you look good at the same time. There's a joke that, like, fat dudes with body hair could just shave a six-pack into their stomach and it would make the same. When I saw the photo, I was like, did he was six back into his tummy is that what we're doing but no aj looks good He looks great good for him when yeah, you're off tv great. when you're off the road and if you're serious about you know your body and working out and everything you're gonna spend the time that's why everyone comes back looking bigger looking more jacked. because guess what you get to do you get to spend your time working on your physique and not worrying about making the next town eating clean on the road which is a doesn't exist that, that's a That's a fallacy right there. But either way, he JJ's at home. He gets to eat what he eats. He gets to work out how he works out, train how he trains. And as a result, he gets to look the way he does. We'll see what happens in a few months. I hope he keeps it up. I'm just saying, when you come back looking jack, doesn't always stick.
4: Yeah, he hadn't been rehabbing like an injury or anything either. Right. Like he, he just had free time. And free time when you're, like you said, when you're not on the road. You can do things a little bit differently. You don't have to, you ain't wrestling, you ain't traveling. So you got more time to do other things. So yeah, he got himself in good shape. Clearly he took his, his break serious and wanted to come back and be like, all right, when I come back, I'm going to make sure I, I look as good as, as good as possible. So that way it, it shows a commitment, right? Like that's, that's what it, that's, that's a big part of it is it shows how committed he was while he was Sidebind uh, and off television And that, that goes a long way I'm sure Triple H Triple H appreciates when these guys always come back jacked Like Wes Obel mentioned Triple H when he came back from the quad tear He appreciates someone who takes that time off And is just clanging and banging And everything Is that That's, 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 that's what he did So he, he respects yeah, it
3: But I do wonder if he got that from his daddy-in-law You know, the, the expectation That you come back looking bigger than ever i do want.
4: it's still like let's be honest cody even says this it's a body business it's, it's an upper still body, a body business, business. yeah yeah it's still a body business like it, the game has changed a little bit but it's still you still want to make sure you're looking you're looking good out there for the for the camera still a body business
3: randy orton wants that world title match the undisputed title match at royal rumble Probably get it. We'll see after next week's SmackDown. That's already been taped. You can find the spoilers if you want. But meanwhile, AJ Styles coming back. I do really enjoy having him back. I think him and Roman would be fun to watch. I think maybe we'll get there eventually. I don't know when. Could do it as early as the Chamber. I don't know. Does Styles yeah, come I'm back? Roman the work in time?
4: that Chamber show?
3: Why not? It's Australia. You would. I'd send him out to that show. That's a big paid show.
4: It is, but I mean, so is. Backlash in Puerto Rico and he ain't work that one.
3: Well, he that's because it's part of it's part of the states, kinda, you know. So, I'm not gonna get into the political <laughs> uh, Puerto Rico and the United States, but I'm saying it is connected more to the United States than Perth Australia is by several hours. Uh,
4: Roman, Roman a good time for no, no Australian show. Get out no, of here with that.
3: Would you do a multi-man match at the Rumble instead? instead of randy and and uh and roman potentially one-on-one no
4: and why i'll tell you why because roman's gonna have this title another year you're on that righteous
3: reg train
4: you can't burn through you can't burn through those matches just yet you gotta you do randy at the rumble you do whoever is tabbed to lose to him at mania and then you can do aj and then you can do another la night match And then we get to Rumble next year, where we or Mania next year, where we all talk ourselves into Cody again for a third time. Third time's the charm, baby. Third
3: time's the charm. Could you imagine? It's the three year trilogy of Roman wins twice, and finally Cody finishes the story. And then it's a contract year for Roman, as we discover at that time. (laughs) It's like, oh God, please no. That'd be awful. Just, just finish the story. Or you know what if you're going to do it another year, have Roman versus Cody at WrestleMania 41 with Cody as the champion and Roman won the title and Cody suddenly this this dastardly uh, heel. <laughs> no. Nah, uh,
4: Roman's keeping that thing for as long. I'm convinced Solo might win this thing right now. Like I'm no, not
3: plus Solo. He was so Oh man, listen, I get it. If you spend any time under bright lights and you're a bigger dude and you're wearing a track suit and there's like thousands of people screaming at you. Yeah, you, your, your brow gets a little bit wet. That man was just sweating bullets at the beginning of that Smackdown segment. God bless Solo. <laughs> I'm
4: convinced. So like Romans talked about keep, just keeping this whole thing in the
3: family. I'm convinced. I love that, by the way, because I've said this a billion times that it should be in the family.
4: I'm convinced Solo actually is the the tribal heir and he he's the one to beat Roman Reigns. It doesn't feel like it right now. Cause Solo doesn't feel like that guy. They still got a year and a half to get him there. So they'll be fine. (laughs) It's going to be Solo. Just wait, just wait, everybody.
3: Okay. Hold on. We got to I just saw this article drop at 11 o'clock. And of course, this is your doing. So we're bringing back newsworthy first. What I do. Samoa Joe, what a lot of Swifties are experiencing, we've been doing in wrestling for years. Yeah. God bless you, Jeremy Lambert. What? I had to draw attention to that. That's what he said. It is what he said, but he was on in the zone and he talked about Swifties. Good for him. You will find anything and turn it into a Swiftie conversation. I, I, God bless.
4: I didn't ask the question.
3: I know. He was
4: asked about. Taylor Swift concerts and how like it's a lot of production and fireworks and explosions and pyro and Ballyhoo and all this stuff. And so he was just saying like, yeah, like what a lot of Swifties are experiencing at these concerts. Like we've sort of just been doing and wrestling for years. Yeah. turn that into an article. Why wouldn't I?
3: Well, of course you would, but I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying God bless. Cause you find a way to do it.
4: All right. Thank you.
3: All right. Tribal air. Is it Samoa Joe?
4: Dude, could you imagine if Joe comes back?
3: I'd pay big money to watch that. And then God. we do Samoa Joe versus CM Punk in WWE for the for the world championship. The real world championship on Raw. Oh, let's go. That was a good match at all that in. Was that was good. the best match at all in. Bring it to the UK. Have that be the big match for like SummerSlam 2025, Samoa Joe versus CM Punk for the real world championship.
4: Smaller Joe back in WWE would be fun. Be fun. It, I hope he wins the AEW World Title.
3: Me too. We'll see where that goes. That's next week when yeah. we talk about uh, World's End and the the build up for the last week. There's only what two matches on the card officially. We'll have a few more after Dynamite this week.
4: There's yeah two, but one's so missing one a competitor.
3: Yeah, I'd probably. Let's just call it Jarabucci. Let's just let's just.
4: I do think it's going to be Coda. I do. That was my, again, that was my initial thought. I haven't gone a reason to, yeah, three continental classic finals. If you oh yeah. That.
3: That's fair. Yeah. It's just not an official
4: it. match yet. We don't know who's actually yeah. in it.
3: And we know that whoever wins the the holiday bash, the women's match between Riho and Soraya, they face Tony Storm at world's end. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Copeland cage. That's a challenge that was made on collision. For yeah. The- it's
4: unofficial. It'll yeah. like, we're talking good about following that stuff up. We,
3: yeah. We want to mm, get these yeah. matches on. Officially official. But you yeah. know Tony Storm will defend the women's championship. We know that the uh the tag team titles will be on the line. We just don't know who the fourth man is, brother. We know the world titles on the line. Uh that match is official. That's Samojo Joe versus MJF. Um, but otherwise, yeah, the Continental Classic. We know we know of things, we just don't know who all the competitors are officially uh moving yeah. into some of those matches.
4: Gonna be a long night on December 30th.
3: kota Ibushi got a phone call just being like, Okay, we need a we need your help. We need you to fly in. Um, and Coda's just like, can, can I spend New Year's Eve in Times Square? Can yeah, I? That's
4: up? all I give a shit about. Can I
3: blow up the ball in Times Square? Can Coda, I? You can do whatever you want. Here's fifty thousand dollars.
4: Can I get like a Coda New York travel vlog? That's all I want out of this. Just like Coda's weekend in New York. That's that's it. Give me that. It's Saturday exploring, I guess like Friday exploring, Saturday exploring wrestling the match, whatever cares about wrestling. Sunday New Year's Eve exploring, being in Times Square for the for New Year's Eve and everything. That's what we need. Put that on pay per view, and I'm sold.
3: Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's get Coda on this show. Coda does New York. There we go. Book that. Let's go on a bicycle. Coda on a bicycle with a lead Just pipe driving around.
4: It's the only way to get around New York from what I've heard that's, is you've got to be on a bicycle.
3: Met the metro works. The, the, the subway works for the most part. I've, I've rarely had any trouble. I've had more trouble today navigating the Toronto Transit Commission than I did New York's transit. Never been to New York. You've never been to Toronto either. Why don't you call? Why don't you visit? I don't know. I might
4: next year. Maybe. That's true.
3: Yeah. Um, let's, let's do that. Come come see Taylor Swift. Not with well, me. But with somebody
4: that's the only reason I would go I'd go alone. I don't care.
3: Like that's fair. Let's get Jeremy. Let's get Jeremy to Taylor Swift with all your super chats. will Chisholm sent one saying so with Bailey calling Dakota, the mastermind of damage control. Do you think there's a tease of her being the new leader of the group?
4: Um, I mean, I think Dakota was sort of, I don't know if they have an established leader because Dakota took kind of credit for bringing Kyrie in. So like she was like, you know, I made that call. I think Bailey's just kind of playing nice right now. Cause then she entered herself into the rumble. She's the first female entered into the rumble. So I think it's just sort of Bailey just playing nice. And the, if it still feels like the turn is on Bailey, like everyone, she turns gets turned on. I think she gets turned on and becomes a baby face. It's been a long time since Bailey's been a baby face long time. Charlotte being out of the picture uh kind of opens things up a little bit more for for Rumble and Mania cuz usually Charlotte's going to get a high profile spot no matter what. Now like she's not there. So they might do Bailey and IO. Man, do they do Bailey and IO at Mania IO wins? with the help of uh you know oscar Kyrie, dakota and then we get it joel we get it done 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 money done 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 money
3: like no uh i said this on the christmas stream the holiday stream i'm a jew i can say christmas (laughs) the uh Dakota Kai, to me, might be the person who, sorry for the phrasing, gets turned on. Um, you used it too, so I get to use it. I think that they might turn Hello? on you. Yeah, you did very multiple times. People yeah. were pointing it out for Jeff Valley Driver, pointing out the phrasing in the chat. Uh, I could see Dakota Kai being the one who gets jumped out of the group and maybe becomes the babyface and goes after EOS Sky. I could see it. They have high okay. hopes for Dakota. Okay. She also has been inactive because of yeah. the injury, but there's a story there. She refuses to jump out Bailey. Maybe it's both of them because Bailey brought her back and she sees that and she she notices that. And yeah, she has a connection to the other women in the group, but like she doesn't want to go after the the hand that brought her back. And that's how we bring Dakota Kai over to the babyface side of things. Not saying it happens before WrestleMania, but I'm saying you can still draw this out. There's still a bit of time before you get someone out of damage control. Does not have to be Bailey, or it could be Bailey with somebody else. Dun dun dun
4: dun dun dun. Banks.
3: That's how it would have to be. Banks. <laughs> oh God, Charlotte Flair unfortunately like you said she's out for reportedly nine months there's hashtag saying- bow
4: down we love the <laughs> queen
3: we do uh sorry my eyes oh, is itchy as hell the Are you okay uh, no I've had a very rough morning everyone should feel bad uh actually let, let's get the super chat before we get there Kim gray thank you so much just want to say hi to my cousins Jane Jane you know you know yes we do thank you thanks Kim thank you Kim you're the best happy happy holidays to you and the family uh we appreciate you we really do the uh the injury yes hashtag bow down we hope that Charlotte is uh is quick to recover. We were given the report. Uh I think this was via was it Justin on on SI? What's the, report? the recovery time? The recovery time and the injury itself. They said it was a torn meniscus t- the 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 Logan Paul special. Torn ACL, torn MCL, torn meniscus and yeah. then maybe she strained her neck on the way down from that injury. That was that uh, was
4: I saw that on PW insider. Okay. I saw the, but I also saw Meltzer report the knee stuff. The next strain was reported. Uh, not that one was not confirmed. That was from PW Insider. WWE said nine months. So WWE themselves said nine months.
3: Yeah, and when WWE says nine months, that gives me pause. John Cena terraces everything. John Cena returns at the Royal Rumble. I am not saying that Charlotte comes back at the Rumble. Not this rumble. Not this rumble. especially. Well, again, that's why I don't know what we're looking at in terms of the injury. I'm not doubting the injury. I do believe that she was injured. I do believe that it's bad. Sometimes I wonder, you know, WWE loves to pull the they're superhuman, these athletes of ours. So when we say nine months, we really mean six. Sometimes we mean four. And then they say, oh, they're inhuman. They're superhuman. Don't know. I hope it's quick. I hope I'm able to look at this and be like, oh, she actually came back in, in Paris at Backlash instead of at SummerSlam or beyond. So we'll see with Charlotte. But we do wish her well. We hope she's okay. We hope that the injury time is minimal and that the recovery time is maximum.
4: I'd be shocked if she was at SummerSlam. SummerSlam would be about the nine-month mark. I'd be shocked. If it was SummerSlam, I think because you also gotta factor in those plans as well. Like maybe she returns in SummerSlam after a match, but then can't wrestle for a couple of, of weeks uh between them. SummerSlam would surprise me. I'm not I like nine months is relatively standard for for ACL. I I why said that I think that's yeah, nine months, usually if somebody tears an ACL, nine months is about what they're out for. Cause you you're rehabbing all the other stuff with it. I feel like a meniscus is more Achilles is uh like that's Achilles massive. is the,
3: the big one. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the year maybe plus. Yeah, like
4: yeah, nine months might be a little generous of when she's return. I wouldn't expect her if she's back by Survivor Series of next year, I think that would be good. Like, that's my expectation.
3: Okay. Uh, again, I hope I'm surprised. That's really what I'm getting at is I hope it's not a full nine months. I hope that it, that she's back sooner because, again, in history, when WWE reports nine months, t- traditionally, they're back a little sooner because so they can say – our athletes are superhuman. They're amazing, and so on and so forth. That's a good thing if it happens, but we'll find out. Willchison sent a super chat saying that Michael Cole, its boss time return is going to be so funny. <sighs> to be fair, they said Wesley would be out eight to twelve months. The Wesley injury is so strange to me because he comes out with the the you know, not the brace the um the the singular crunch. Thing. It's a crutch. Was it the crutch? Yeah, yeah I'm thinking MJF yeah. had the the cane, the weird cane. But yeah, so Wesley comes out with the crutch. No one really expected it, and nobody really knows what yeah. you know reportedly went down, but comes out, and, and Wesley says, I'm out. And then we find out it's going to be back surgery, which is like, I, I thought it was going to be a knee. I thought it was going to be something else. When they said back, I'm like, oh, shit, that's a year. You do a backyotomy. You're gone for." Look what happened to Randy Orton. It took him eighteen months. Took his time. Wesley is much younger. We don't know what the wear and tear on his body looks like, but that's yeah, that's looking like close to a year. That sucks for Wesley. But uh, Michael Cole saying it's boss time for the first time. He's gonna he's gonna explode <laughs> out of his seat. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> he's gonna, gonna hang- run around the ring yelling it's boss time.
4: Well, this is this is Michael Cole unhinged too, like. He would that that was subdued Michael Cole having to do all of that. Like now we get a Michael Cole who is just given the freedom to do whatever. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna gonna be special. It's gonna be special.
3: It's boss time, it's boss time, it's boss time, (laughs) it's I got a golden ticket, but it's him yelling, it's boss time. Oh god. Yeah, that's gonna, yeah. They need to get that shot, the camera shot, like they used to do with Morrow. Renato. They'll do it.
4: They'll, they 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 still got that little camera of uh yeah the yeah. camera of Cole losing his shit when Punk came back. Like they still do that announcer cam gimmick. They 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 have it.
3: What else from SmackDown is worth bringing up, if anything?
4: Um, I remember a lot of it because I had mm-hmm. it on at the same time as Final Battle. I was covering more Final oh, Battle. Roman Reigns returned. Knowledge. We gotta oh. Talk uh- about it.
3: Carmelo Hayes had his debut match and surprised some people not yeah. named Jeremy or Joel winning that first round match against Grace and Walla. Really you. expected that. Uh, I will not spoil the next rounds, but uh, it's good to see Grace. It's, sorry, it's good to see Carmelo Hayes walk out with that victory and get a good start on SmackDown. What do you think of that uh, That first match for, for Carmelo Hayes? It was good.
4: Um, yeah, I can't lie. I didn't catch all of it. Um, but the, the bits and pieces that I, that I saw, like, this is what you expect from, from those two. I'm glad he won because I think him and Kevin Owens is the match you need to do. I suspect, uh, like, like we talked about, there were, there were a couple ways to book it and the, the two best ways were Mello winning the first match and then either having a competitive match against Kevin and losing or having competitive match against Lashley and losing, so we've at least both are on the table. They, they, they're they setting up the match against Kevin. So, so good. The one thing I didn't want was either Mello losing in the first round. I guess two things. Losing in the first round or losing to Austin Theory in the second round. Didn't want that. And yeah. fortunately, we got past stage one. Kevin Owens got past his stage. So he'll either have a competitive match against Owens and lose or he'll have a competitive match against Lashley and lose. Maybe he wins the whole thing. I don't think so, but maybe he does.
3: And then on the other side, Lashley is going to take on Santos Escobar next. That's going to be a fun match. That's a match I'm looking forward to. I don't know if they're leaning in uh, anymore on the Lashley-Profit's more baby face because they're definitely keeping Santos Escobar as the heel. That's fine. That's understandable. He's a dick. It felt like Bobby was like, a deal like a again shades of gray uh baby face that was kind of a dick it just that's the way it felt to me
4: i think bobby lashley is just he wants some gold he wants some titles he's just, he's going to handle business whoever's in his way you're getting knocked down that I, I feel like that's where bobby lashley's at he's not fully baby face he's not fully heel he's just he's a businessman you know like whoever's in his way you got to get dealt with
3: I business. respect that. He's a businessman. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I respect that with old old Bobby Lashley.
3: That's fair. Okay. Yeah, Lashley stands on his business. Goddamn. See Omos made his return last night at a house show?
4: He's been wrestling house shows. It's not a return.
3: You see that Omos was at a house show and won his match last night? How's that? Take 2.
4: Man, Omos, they can bring him in at any time and he'd be awesome, but I don't know what they're going to do with with Omos. So, what? What can you do?
3: Yep. Yeah. Um, I I did SmackDown. I, no, Raw is tonight. Raw is tonight.
4: Allegedly. What is
3: what is happening on Raw? It's a tremendous show, Joel Pearl. A great
4: oh, yeah. lineup for people at APM. I know this lineup off the top of my head, Joel.
3: Good because I can't see sh- on the WWE website.
4: APM Eastern USA Network. Join mm-hmm. us for a great show. It's going to feature Gunther. Defending the WWE Intercontinental Championship against the Miz. Gunther, the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time. Can the Miz win his 10th Intercontinental Championship? I think he's a 10. I actually don't know. Uh can he can he win the Intercontinental title if the Miz loses? He can never challenge for the Intercontinental Championship again as long as Gunther is the WWE Intercontinental Champion. We also have a undisputed WWE tag team title matchup as the judgment day Finn Balor Damian Priest continue to prove that they run raw when they take on the Creed brothers Julius and Brutus Creed can the Creed brothers knock off the judgment day in an undisputed WWE tag team title match tune in live 8 p.m eastern USA network to find out plus the WWE women's tag team championships are on the line as Piper Nevin and Chelsea Green defend against Caden Carter and Katana Chance they love colors they love music can Caden Carter and Katana Chance put their love of colors and music aside to win gold and prove they love the color gold while listening to their own music when they take on Piper Nevin and Chelsea Green for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships? All that at APM Eastern live on the USA Network, along with Seth Rollins, the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Seth Rollins will be there to address his enemy, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is set to challenge for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship at WWE Day 1 Raw on January 1st. Seth Rollins will address Drew McIntyre live tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, USA Network. It's a great show for everybody. Live tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, USA Network, WWE Raw. What's what's Cody going to do? I, he's not booked. He's not advertised, brother. What do you want me to say? My
3: God, Cody, falling down the wayside.
4: He's still, like, cleaning his face, man. That shit takes a while.
3: It does. It's it's red fruit juice. And if you know, you know. That stuff stains. Uh, Casey Squared, are they going to win the tag titles? What do you think? Oh. No, I don't think so either. Uh, Creed Brothers, though? Kree Brothers dethroning Judgment maybe, Day? Maybe,
4: but probably not. But, like, I am mad at it if they do. Probably not,
3: but maybe. It feels to me like this might be cody coming in and there's a disqualification finish they do a six man tag next week because it's christmas raw are they ta- are they taping no, twice
4: no 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 christmas raw is a best of show brother
3: is it officially a best of show
4: yeah that sounds awful they ain't, they ain't taping six hours of raw tonight
3: they don't have to all they have to do is tape a few matches and intersplice between best of the year they you Weekly Christmas. live episodic content. What are we doing here, WWE? Remember, what? they did
4: they did a best of Christmas Raw a few years ago, and that's when they introduced the women's tag team title. Santa Vince did the oh big intro.
3: God, that was bad. <laughs>
4: that was bad. maybe we'll get Papa Santa H out there next week for the for Christmas Raw. For introduce fucking title. Can he introduce? They got the, so many.
3: The women's intercontinental championship. Uh, okay,
4: award show. Yeah, they should do the Slammys. Like it uh, should
3: be the yeah. Slammys. But if it wasn't Day One Raw, then they would do the Slammys instead. Christmas Raw should be the Slammys. This should be Christmas Raw. Just going to be a best of. You're just going to get. I don't know what happened
4: on Raw this year.
3: I'm sure stuff happened. Exactly. It's going to be all <laughs> the stuff that happened when Vince McMahon wasn't there. It's going to be that. Would be <laughs>
4: tremendous. Honestly, they're just
3: going to replay the Mania, the Raw after Mania, and be like. So was it shit?
4: (laughs) This is our truth, man. It's just be our truth doing shit for (laughs) three hours next week.
3: You know that episode of uh, The Simpsons where they're gonna take the cable off the air? So Krusty goes to a shack in the middle of nowhere, and he's like, "It's just me for twenty four hours a day with my friend. Uh, uh, This photo of Ike Eisenhower. Let's get busy. That's what I need from our truth. (laughs) They just put him in the studio." single camera on him and he just vamps for three full hours I'm for it for it we, we should do that big business right there our truth oh my goodness next uh what, 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 we've got a wednesday Wednesday, Misa Kate is supposed to be joining us. We're excited to welcome her to the show. We're going to confirm that, but uh, that is the tentative booking is Misa Kate. If you haven't seen her, then you haven't been watching the NWA and I kind of get it, but she's tearing up the independence as well. Wow. She's a fantastic talent. She is a reason to watch the NWA because again, the NWA undercard, the women's division is very, very strong. So we're excited to welcome Misa uh, on Wednesday morning. There we go.
4: So the... You you mentioned this uh, ahead of ahead of things. Um, we had Jade where Jade Chung on to to break that news that Scott the had breaking news on busted open.
3: Yes, did he break that news? <laughs> well,
4: uh, apparently the breaking news was just as Scott the teased on busted open radio worlds will collide on January thirteenth at Hard to Kill. You won't believe who is showing up. So he broke the news. Mike Rallis
3: will be at Hard to Kill on January 13th. Madcap Mike Rallis will make his debut.
4: He broke the news that you won't believe who is showing up.
3: Hooray. Listen, the free agents are up in two days. We have Mustafa Ali teasing an announcement you've got yeah mason mansoir the former mason mansoir they are appearing in dpw they are appearing in gcw uh big gay brunch they're going to be there and you've got top dollar he's going to be returning to gcw very excited for that uh that can we can we talk real quick did you see the tweet that he posted that 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 aj francis posted about the The botch that everyone wants to talk about the the flop right the the what called him flop dollar did you read this? It turned out yeah, that did he, on it. he did the article good so he was talking about how he did the move that is now you know synonymous with him wherever he goes thank you and uh it turns out that he went to the doctor not too long afterwards and basically found out he was diabetic. Very and that his blood sugar at the time was like a ridiculous amount, leading into like he, basically that he he was diabetic and that like saved his life that that incident that was wild that's a wild story to be telling I props to AJ Francis
4: yeah um he tweeted this on like Saturday night because it was the year anniversary of the dive that went wrong Um, you now we all made fun of him at the he made fun of himself like he got he made fun of it on WWE tv michael cole kept mentioning it and he even said like yeah we're trying maybe gonna work a match me and michael cole we wanted to work a match clearly he was okay with one he was okay which is good Two, he was okay with like the jokes and stuff because i mean maybe you know maybe the business has changed enough to where if he went and was like hey can we not do this they would have said yes okay no problem but like the wrestling business is the wrestling business. Stuff like this happens. Typically, it gets made fun of on television. Um, so, but Clay was okay with it. Didn't ask anybody to stop or anything like that. And again, wanted to try to turn it into something. It's good that he got help. It's good that he went to the the doctor. He got the diagnosis, and that it, it did help him in the end with, with everything. Uh, he kept that kept that pretty quiet. No one knew for the last year that had happened but glad glad he's okay He he's done that move before like it's very easy to make fun of top dollar that he didn't pull it off and it's like oh haha see too big to jump but like he's done it before it was just unfortunate and now we kind of know why that on national television it couldn't hit the move you know in front of millions on fox he couldn't hit the move but he hit it in front of like 50 people at an independent show
3: so I have to say this jokingly. Do you think they're going to do the dive, but do the botch dive as a spot in GCW just to, to get people?
4: I don't know if you can up? like, how do you, how do you pull it off? Like that's tough because that's a tough botch right there. Sabu Lance storm has told us a million times. Sabu would famously botch spots like on purpose. Like he would tell Lance and other wrestlers like, yeah, I'm going to fuck this up. So they chant you fucked up. But like, I didn't fuck up. I just, I I just do it to work them, which hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Like, let me screw up this move to get a you fucked up chant because that's the reaction I'm looking for. Like that's higher level thinking right there from
3: sabu there's one thing sabu was good at it's it's high Uh, i'm watching this because i have the tweet loaded up and i'll read it in a sec but like he could do it if he lands on his on his hands and maybe turns it into a turns it into a dive off of his hands i don't know there's a there's a way to do it but i think he'll play into it at the gcw match Uh, i'll read the tweet out real quick The, the the botch saved my life I made that dive a dozen times before. Legs felt off, but I didn't think about it. After I failed, I went to the doc and found out I had type 2 diabetes and my blood sugar was 626, which, by the way, I don't have diabetes, but people in the replies were like, that's insanely high. He says, I almost lost my life and I was about to lose both feet. The botch saved my life. Later on, he says, blood sugar was taken like a month later. Someone talking about the 626 is wild. Uh, He says it was taken a month later when I couldn't put weight back on. So I got my blood tested to get approved for TRT knowing how I track my sugar levels. Now the night of the botch is probably 250 to 300, which is still terrible. And then other people just sharing their, their, their uh, stories about that. It's craziness.
4: Yeah. Like good on, good on AJ for, for getting the, getting getting diagnosis, getting healthy, getting healthier. Uh, He gets made fun of a a lot on social media because of various reasons, but I've never heard a bad word about the person, AJ Francis. Uh, Never heard a bad word about the actual person. The wrestling is what it is with him. He's a very good
3: person. There you go. We'll all... We'll all watch AJ Francis matches tonight. That's what we'll do to celebrate AJ Francis. Tonight. <laughs> It's going to be. Hilarious. I'm Jay.
4: I'm, ki- I'm kidding.
3: I'm kidding. Oh, this and send it to him. Uh, we're going to read. Uh we like to do it. He's a good dude. Does a lot of good stuff for charities. Does a lot of good stuff for people in need. So there you go. Especially. this. I time
4: thought- we-, this we should get AJ on this show. He knows. I mean, he's.
3: Let's he's do that. With Sean.
4: Yeah. Let's
3: let's get AJ Francis on the show. I'm sure he'd yeah. enjoy talking about that and talking about his charitable endeavors because that's fun. And then we'll let the chat have a little fun with them too, because. I want to. I'm gonna partner promo punch him in the face with uh, his his friends and his former stablemates. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, maybe not. <laughs> I've already had that awkward interaction. Once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before I stick my foot in my mouth further, Jeremy Lambert, do you want to plug anything before we get out of here?
4: I think we can do partner promo punch with AJ. With, with like some nfl people i'll i'll, I'll shoot NFL you people?
3: yeah there yeah, you. yeah
4: i'll shoot you some of my ideas of that because i know you're not up on the football
3: how about other aj's so it would be aj styles okay aj prasinski uh okay. who else could it be i can't do aj lee for obvious reasons he would yeah. just promo with her uh although if he said she would want to punch her in the face ZM <laughs> Bug might come after aj francis
4: uh we'll see you gotta find another aj i don't know like uh i'm sure there's out there
3: i'm sure they exist famous
4: aj sports Google (laughs) everybody um famous athletes named aj
3: AJ gray
4: aj gray the wrestler oh okay i was gonna say i feel like i know that name but
3: you don't see him a lot these days aj uh,
4: hawk that's a there we go AJ, there's yeah, one, that's a good one. Yeah, right yeah. there aj hawk uh that's probably the the one that you would, would most i thought about aj feely i thought it was for some reason just J feely aj mccarran all right there's a few there's a few uh I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll go with uh, some football players, some quarterbacks. He famously, yeah, AJ from Backstreet Boys. There we go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's go.
4: We can get. We can probably get AJ on this show. It seems like a, i I'd like to talk to him. It seems like a nice guy. It seems like a fun guy.
3: Yeah, we'd have a good time. I think he'd be perfect for this uh really awful show that we do. <laughs> get him to
4: get him to rap on this show.
3: Should I battle him? You
4: think he'd battle? Oh him?
3: yes, we should. That's it right there. I, listen, Chad. If you aren't jazzed about this now, you will be <laughs> when we do it. We'll put on we'll put on Jeremy's favorite background music just for that, and we'll let him. We'll let him. I can't it.
4: battle to a beat though. Like, well, now I'm not you not good know. at that, nah? Because like all the battle rap I watch, there's no beat. That's fair. Like, yeah, AJ Brown. That's a good good shout. Uh, that's wide cool receiver one. for the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, I'm calling out mean? AJ. I'm calling out AJ Francis. Me and you battle
3: rap. Let's go. Let's, let's let's get the scoops from AJ Francis. ahead. Put your
4: money where your mouth is. King of the dot.
3: Anyway, you got anything else to add?
4: Uh, no. No. Wonderful. I'm glad we did
3: that. Uh, thanks again to TNA wrestling and congratulations again to Jade Chung, the new TNA ring announcer. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to her journey continuing with TNA wrestling. Uh, thank you
4: everyone. It's been a tremendous year for Fightful and Fightful overbooked. All we right. have a great week of In the Weeds coming up. Stop We it. have breaking news tomorrow on In the Weeds 10 a.m.
3: Oh, it's out of it's, it's dated already. To <laughs> oh, Jeez, Tony Lambert, what are we doing here? All right, well, you got. Hello, something? Joel Pearl. Hi,
4: Joel Pearl. What's wrong?
3: We have one more super chat. I forgot about. Will Chisholm said, "Nice NXT 2.0 match on SmackDown." LOL. That Lashley and Santos promo was great. It's hard to book Bobby Heel because the fans love him, and it's a good point. People really like Bobby Lashley. He is becoming that legacy character that people just want to love because he's so he's so good. Like he's he's just beloved. He's he's really good at his job.
4: Tuan, you're correct. DNA uh, puts he was on Grapsity not too long ago.
3: Yeah, check that out. It was a good interview, too. Yeah. All right, we're out of here. Jeremy, anything else?
4: AJ Francis calling you out. Let's do it. Who hotter than flop dollar? Me.
3: Wow, shots fired. It was like a bit of a weak shot, but it was a shot nonetheless. Subscribe to the channel, like the video. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. I am Actual Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-R-L. We will see you in the next one. Cheers.